0: Alright, it's the Keefe to the City Rangers podcast, and the Rangers lose at home to the Islanders 2-0, the third game between the Rangers and Islanders this season of the eight. Uh, The Rangers lost the first game in a shutout, then they shut out the Islanders in the second game, they get shut out again here in the third game, so a shutout by one of the two teams in all three games so far, and the Rangers take a 2-0 loss at home to end this sort of uh, mini run they got on to get back into things, to get back into the playoff race in the East. And it sounds crazy to say to get back into the playoff race in the East uh, just 11 games into the season, but that 11th game was the 20% mark of the season. So the season is now a fifth of the way over, and the Rangers have gone 4, four 5, and 2 in those 11 games, uh, giving up two huge points to the rival Islanders on Monday night at the Garden. And it was a 0-0 game for the most part uh, until the third period when Suzuki scored at 11.15 of the third and then Martin scores uh, just two minutes and five seconds later to sort of uh, put the game out of reach. A two-goal deficit against the Islanders is hard enough to come back again uh, let alone with seven minutes. Uh, or six minutes and forty seconds to play in the game. So the Rangers had their opportunities. Artemi Panarin had a breakaway, and he got stopped on that breakaway. And the Rangers can't seem to score on a breakaway. It's not just the Panarin stop on Monday night. It seems like every time they're on a breakaway, they get stopped. And whenever the opposition's on a breakaway, they score. Long are long gone are the days of Henrik Lundqvist, you know, guaranteeing a stop on a breakaway. Uh, it seems like Shosturkin and Georgiev beat every time they see. Uh, They see a breakaway. So Panarin, I mean, he's done his part this season. He could have more points. He has 15 points in 11 games. He could have more uh, if he caught a couple bounces here and there, but he's not the problem here. Uh, Mika Zibanejad missed a golden opportunity um, on an odd man rush that he walked in and he made a great move and then he shot it and then he got stuffed too. He has one goal in 11 games guy who led the team in scoring last year with 41 goals had the most goals in the nhl after the new year he has one goal in 11 games he has as many goals as colin blackwell and brendan lemieux and anthony potato he has less goals than ryan strome and philip hedel who's only played in five games and kevin rooney who barely plays and capo caco who missed games with missed the game with injury so Mika's advantage at one goal two assists three points in 11 games that's just not going to cut it not when you're a top player, top two player on this team, and to me, Panarin's the best player on the team. But at worst, what is Zabanejad, one A, one B, whatever you want to call it? He's got to be better than that. And and he talks about frustration, and I'm sure he's frustrated. I'm sure he feels snake bitten, but it can't go on. The Rangers can't. They're not deep enough to. I, I mean, eventually they'll they'll have the depth. You can see it starting starting to grow, but right now they don't have the depth where guys like Panarin can be stopped on breakaways and guys like Zibanejad can have a goal 20% of the way through a 56 game season and it's not just those two in the top six I mean, Chris Kreider he's been in and out of the top six but four goals no assists four points in 11 games he's less points than Phil than Phil Giuseppe. Ryan Strom is you know third in, in points for forwards behind Panarin and Buchnevich. and Alexei Lafreniere is the kid gonna fucking play or what He's on the third line. He's on the second power play. This is the number one overall pick. This isn't some kid who was a mid-round pick who who made the team surprisingly out of camp and should have been back in juniors. It's the number one overall pick compared to Sidney Crosby, considered to be a generational player. And he's like barely being given ice time. And I know it's tough to get on the Rangers because they had won three out of four. They had gotten uh, seven of a possible eight points, and they're not going to win every single game. But when they do lose the reasons they lose are glaring and Shesterkin in net he played fine you know a couple bad breaks in goal but he's not going to post a shutout every night you know we can't continue the Henry Lundqvist era forever and it's comical that David Quinn was thinking about playing Alexander Georgiev just because he's had success against the Islanders like that has any bearing on what that would happen in a game in 2021 shesterk is the best goalie on the team the team has one game in a week span you play the best goalie the idea that he was going to go every other game like it's youth hockey and and set the schedule months in advance was just idiotic and the, the way he hides who's going to be the goalie like it's some big surprise like the islanders are going to play any different prepare any different and who's in goal no one gives a fuck just announce who's the goalie is it's no secret it's either going to be or it's going to be your give it doesn't need to be this secret every single time they play. And I'm sure Georgiev will play now because the their mini winning streak is over. And he'll probably play on Wednesday against Boston. And tch, that's not a great idea. But he's going to have to play at some point, And he's been horrible this season outside of the second game of the season when he shut out the Islanders. So this team, you know, when they win, everything's great because that's like any team when they win. But when this team loses, they look bad doing so. They don't just lose a game and get blown out they lose games in disappointing heartbreaking fashion they lose a game that's 0-0 in the third period to the rival islanders in their home and they lose and they had their chances their best two players had high quality scoring chances you don't get more much more high quality than a fucking breakaway and then they end up losing and the other times they lose they blow leads or they come all the way back and fall a goal short but that's how this team loses. When they lose, it's it's awful, and it's bad to watch, and it's hard to watch. And maybe they deserved better because of the chances they did have. But at some point, moral victories aren't enough. You can't listen to them talk every time they lose about how uh, you know they just didn't get a break or they played well and things didn't go their way. That's, that gets old fast. And when you're 4-5-2 and two in a 56-game season and you're barely staying afloat with the way the Flyers are playing and the Bruins are playing, and the Capitals, thankfully, they've come back down to earth. And thankfully, the Penguins aren't made out to be what they usually are because it's giving the Rangers a chance to stay alive. And that's what they need right now. But until the top six can get it together, they just need to tread water. And you hope they get it together. I mean, a fifth of the way through, you'd think it would have happened by now. And every game it doesn't happen, you say, well, at least they are where they are and they haven't gotten any production from the top six. But at some point... There's not going to be any time left to start thinking, oh, when are they going to get production from the top six? So they've got Boston now in back-to-back games this week. Uh, the schedule is, is a gauntlet, and it was always going to be that way in the East. But the removed are the games against the Devils and the Sabres early in the season. And now they'll see, you know, they saw Washington. They see the Islanders. They're going to see Boston. They're going to see uh, Philadelphia again. So it's never going to be easy. Every game is, is a challenge. They're not playing in the Canadian division where it's a fucking shit show and half the teams suck and no one plays defense. They're playing in the division where three of the teams are probably three of the favorites to win the Stanley Cup, so they have to be better. They they and they talk, you know. I think it was Chris Kreider mentioned about playing a full sixty minutes, and and they don't. They could play fifty nine minutes, but in that one minute they take off, they do give up goals every time. They can go down, control play, possess the puck for five minutes. The other team comes down, first chance they score. It always happens to them. And it happened again against the Islanders. not like the Islanders had any great goals. The Martin goal was actually pretty nice for given, you know, his ability and his level of play. The Rangers can't afford to take a, a second off in any game. They're not good enough to overcome that. They don't overcome deficits. They're good at blowing leads and they're bad at overcoming def- deficits. So they, they can't afford to take any time off. So they'll be back at it on Wednesday night against Boston. The first time they've seen them all year. They're the best team in the NHL again. They just they let Tory crew go. They let O Chara walk. Still the best team in the league. So Rangers have their work cut out for them the next two games. Uh, that'll do it for today. I'll be back on Thursday to talk Rangers Bruins. Thanks for listening.